Hello and welcome to the Sandro Forte podcast. Over the many years I've been running a business, I've met many, many successful people, entrepreneurs, sports stars, celebrities, and dare I say, even royalty. So what makes a person successful? Do we know what success is? And the all important question, can we create success for ourselves? This podcast series invites a diverse group of people to share their insights, their wisdom and the things they've learned along the way. Born in Georgia, Tamara Constantin showed an interest in every piano she passed. So much so that at the age of five, her parents bought her one and she was soon picking out and replicating complicated melodies. Tamara then went on to attend and graduate from the Tbilisi Music Academy. Tamara was then offered a job as the first female political commentator on Georgian television and following that moved to London in 1990 where she embarked on a career in the oil industry and became vice president of that listed company. Quite a remarkable CV, I'm sure you'll agree. Tamara now focuses on her music and is the primary support act for the Ali Jones tour which started just a few weeks ago. I have been looking forward to this for weeks and weeks and weeks. And there's a number of reasons which I'm sure we'll discuss, not least the fact that my late father, Tamara, was a very accomplished pianist, not nearly as good as you, God rest his soul. Um, but one of my regrets in life was never learning the piano. So whenever I come across someone who plays it as well as you, I'm always in awe. So Tamara Constantine, thank you for joining us on the Sandro Forte podcast today. An absolute pleasure to meet you. Sandra, it's absolutely my pleasure to be part of your show, and I'm very excited to share my views, experiences, and I'm very, very grateful to be in your show. Oh, you're, you're a lovely lady. Thank you. And you come from a very, very beautiful part of the world. For those who have never been to Georgia, it is breathtakingly beautiful. Uh, tomorrow we'll know what I'm talking about, the cobbled streets and the wine. The wine's not bad. Uh, and and those, uh, the Black Sea beaches, it really is a stunning place to go. Uh, not a massive population, but uh, and with its own language as well, I think I seem to remember. Um, but let's let's start talking about you, Tamara, because um, we've only got thirty minutes, and I mean this this could take hours in in any other situation. Um, but let's just start with with the beginnings. You know, uh, the five year old girl, or as far back as you can remember, where did this incredible talent come from? Where did your love of music start all those years ago? Thank you very much for this compliment, but it's very bizarre because nobody in my family was musical, but uh, I was very fortunate that we had a piano at home. So uh, at age of five, I was really going and like experimenting and playing some tunes. And uh, it was absolutely amazing that like being from non-musical family suddenly I got some kind of talent <laughs> and my mom took to the music teacher and uh, it's starting from that point when they said well she's very talented why don't we try and pursue it um, um, I loved it very much but of course when you are young you don't like practicing but <laughs> with the age you develop this passion and excitement about the achievements and about the uh, the beauty of music and uh, so I um, was very privileged to be part of special music school which was 
only one school in whole Georgia for gifted children. And uh, our main emphasis were music and uh, uh, it definitely cemented my love and passion about uh, music. Uh, after that, I um, and during the, this, this um, school year, so we had to perform, we had to be practically trained as a concert pianist. Uh, and um, after that, I went to music academy. And uh, I thought that, to be honest, I wanted to try more and more interesting things, you know, beside my passion about music. That I, I thought that life is has so many interesting things to offer that, <laughs> yes, I've done my music. I played with symphonic orchestra. I done solo concerts. Let me try something else. So I went to learn languages. So I went to Georgian um, in uh, university in Tbilisi, uh, studying linguistics, uh, had a course in politics. So, and um, that gave me the uh, more opportunities to try different things in life. Um, I end up being, like uh, you mentioned, first female uh, political commentator on Georgian television, which was immensely exciting job, uh, very addictive, as, as you can imagine. <laughs> and uh, so this was the uh, very interesting, um, like a road of my career. Uh, and then I moved to England. Uh, I married an Englishman. Uh, and uh, ending up in, in a completely uh, unknown territory, the country which I only have learned and was admiring from the books and from the literature. So I was uh, very excited, very, uh, I would say, very honored to have this opportunity to come to England. And I just want to say that I absolutely adore this country because you being not born from this uh, in this country, you appreciate every little things you see. You know what's good, what's bad, what's amazing. And sometimes people, I, I think that people who are born in this country even take things for granted, you know? Um, so uh, when I moved to England, I was very lucky to um, meet the company who wanted to start the business in, uh, in former Soviet Union with oil business. And uh, with my experience with um, like television, with the, with the people generally, I was quite good, like maybe you could say ambassador to the, um, to the former Soviet Union countries from the company. And, uh, um, I was absolutely uh, delighted to have this opportunity. So worked in many, many different republics. So worked in Central Asia. Our offices were in in United States, in Canada, in Oslo. So so it was quite um, um, exciting journeys. Um, the, and I also learned huge amount about oil business working in 23 years in this oil in in, in this industry and um so but 
uh, about 10 years ago, probably a little bit less than 10 years ago, I accidentally discovered that I can write music. That was like an eye-opening, amazing, like a revelation in my life. I honestly never even wrote a bar, one bar of music of my own, never. And uh, I always laugh about this experience that uh, I was uh, together with my husband uh, on, on, on a holiday uh, in, in Canada and we attended uh, organ recital and uh, it was amazing music, beautiful compositions, but one composition, thank God, to, to be honest, one composition was not really very pretty. It was modern and it was very atonal. And uh, so I jokingly said to my husband, I said, darling, do you know even I can write something better than this? Honestly, it was 100% a joke. I, I never took a pen, never wrote a bar and he said to me go on try so it was like a like a, you could say like a bet between two of us I said okay I will go and I'll well, come back home and I'll try and that was the first day which completely changed my my life my uh, I would say that I am so so lucky that this happened because a, I am dealing with my beloved music. A, I am creating something. So it's the most rewarding, I would say, the process of my life. I'm very lucky about that. So here we are. <laughs> wow. I, well, let me, let me first of all say something to you. Um, off air, before we started today, Tamara, you said to me, uh, you, you kind of apologized in advance for your English, but I have to say your English is exceptional. So no apologies are required. Um, by marrying an Englishman, I have to congratulate you because that's clearly a very good choice. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I, I know that, you know, your, your love of music, because I'm going to ask you about, you know, is it nature? Is it nurture? Clearly, you know, you're, you're just one of these people that appeared on earth and, and just had a natural talent for something but you know you mentioned the word practice and you know you grew up in in a world uh way back when uh in, in a very kind of structured society where discipline was um you know was the norm so to what extent do you put your success and your talent down to practice and how much do you put down to your natural ability because a lot of people email us tomorrow and say well, Tamara's, Tamara's very, very talented, but it's, she was born that way. And I can't possibly ever become, you know, world-class at anything because I wasn't born to be successful. What do you, what do you say to people who have that kind of yes. that, that mental block? I would say that it's a, like a combination of things because you uh, develop uh, and you uh, become a professional by working very hard and music is exceedingly hard working uh, process to become a good musician i'm not talking about the top musicians but even average musician usually has to play three four hours a day if you want to achieve something to to get somewhere but in my case i would say that this i had a background i had a base of being professional pianist um so i it was like i said that the the, the 
practicing part is sometimes very repetitive and even sometimes boring, you know, because, and when I suddenly discovered that I can create myself, that was even like, my goodness, surreal that from being repetitive and playing somebody else's compositions, I started to play my compositions, which probably I had it in my system, which I never knew it and I never discovered it. It's, it's and I, like I'm saying it was God's blessing that I went to this hotel <laughs> holiday, sorry, and I went to this concert because I would never developed it. And uh, um, so I think it's also where you live. I live in a beautiful part of England in Dorset and overlooking the sea and beautiful nature. I think it's a combination of things, hard work, passion, a bit of talent so everything goes hand in hand I would say you know I I was going to ask you about Dorset because my my late grandfather lived in Dorset it is truly a beautiful part of the country and am I right in saying Tamara that that inspired your your third album we'll talk about your albums in a moment did it inspire your third album you know all that beautiful coastline and the countryside I would say that it, it it inspired my three three albums, both of three of them, because uh, my piano is located just I'm looking over the sea, and sometimes when I'm sort of thinking, oh, I look at it, it calms me down. It Dorset definitely, definitely it in, in inspires. Um, it's uh, such a beautiful surroundings, and what what I love about it that it's never. Uh, same because when you're looking at the sea it's always sometimes stormy sometimes uh, so calm so when I write calm music it, it's definitely assists my sort of um, I don't know my brains and I, I wrote one piece which called from my third CD uh, storm and it was one day it was extremely stormy weather and I was seeing the waves crashing and so I was inspired to write this this piece so yeah it, it, the, I would say that location definitely is uh, quite helpful for the creativity. It's extraordinary to me to hear you say that you didn't really start writing music until quite late in your you know musical journey um, but you know now you've written three albums there's one that's uh, recently been released I think one in 2016 one 2019. So, you know, I mean, I, I do find it extraordinary that you can put these amazing albums and I'm going to let you into a little secret. Um, I've been listening to all your music, Tamara, because obviously I can't I can't have you on my podcast, can I, and not listen to your music? Um, and I'm going to I'm going to let you into a secret. I think my favourite one, um, I, I came across it actually on YouTube originally, but um, uh, Jason Lloyd Webber um, and you play... Um, Moonlight Symphony, it's absolutely beautiful, beautiful. Do you know, this is one of my first favorite ones. Yeah, we are so passionate, we both of us. Yes, I took the bass of Moonlight Sonata and that so wrote the, the like a melody on the top. And that is so, this is very extraordinary process how you sort of make it the modern and classical music to have a synergy between this. And uh, Jajin is extremely talented. She is like she's a musician from the 
I don't know if it's right to say from the top to the bottom. She she lives and breathes with the music, like, and we become very good friends uh, on on uh, during our journey, and we understand each other. So it it's it. I think it like you said, it shows our our passion and our the combination of our cello and how she plays and uh, how I want it to done. It's amazing. Oh, I'm pleased. So you like this one. It, yeah. it is. It is. Yeah, it is. It is beautiful. And they're all, they're all exceptional. I have to say all in their own unique way, but that one really stands out for me. Um, I, I don't, if you don't mind Tamara, I don't want to just focus on Tamara Constantine, the, the, the supremely talented musician. I also want to talk, I also want to talk about Tamara Constantine, the incredibly successful career woman and a lady that has had her fair share of challenges in life. You know, life hasn't been plain sailing. You were living, you grew up in um, former Soviet Republic. Uh, that had its own set of challenges. You moved to London. You had to adapt to a new way of life. How do you, how do you, how do you adapt? How do you deal with setbacks and challenges in life, Tamara? Because, you know, um, it's not lost on me that one of your albums, the latest, is called Resilience. Um, do you see yourself as a very resilient kind of lady based on your experiences? Um, let me tell you, Sandro, I would say that the, um, if a person develops discipline, and definitely music developed discipline in me, then you are not scared to work hard. So uh, since... Uh, um, I was young, I was disciplined, I had to work huge amount of hours every day. And when I moved to England, practically, um, I was much younger and I was not scared to work very hard. So this is, I would say, point number one. Uh, and I'm not scared challenges. And I, I even love challenges because I like to achieve some sort of difficult tasks uh, which are in front of me. Um, and uh, the third uh, album, Resilience, as you mentioned, uh, was created quite a bit quite a lot of um, uh, compositions from this track was written during lockdown and i wanted to demonstrate and then give the name of resilience because we humans are definitely resilient and we united all together with against this common um common evil so which was covid and uh, by uniting we are managing to get out it sadly we lost lots of people it's just absolute tragedy for the families of the uh, people who lost their loved ones but i just wanted to say that uh express my feelings my thoughts through my the last my third CD and there are several tricks like longing for you, um, resilience, um, isolation blues. So there were these tracks related to um, the, to this uh, unfortunate period. But I write down everything with the sort of positive ending because it's i'm very positive that we are at the end of this pandemic so mm. wow um I, I you you were reeling off the names of some of your pieces and I, I because i've listened to them i i was almost imagining them as you were as you were talking about them 
So, you know, you've, you've had a career in music, which has kind of been reborn, as, as we've been discussing. Uh, you've, you've held a very senior position in, an, in a very large oil company. Um, and you've been a, a political commentator on television in Georgia. Um, I, I would say of all the podcast guests we've had tomorrow, you probably have the most diverse CV out of all of them. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, but, going, but going back to what you said about discipline and resilience and you know, you didn't use the word passion, but it's very clear to me that everything you do, you're very passionate about. Um, whilst all those different careers are, you know, they couldn't be more different. Do, do you find, did, is there any kind of things that you applied uh, um, based on who you are as a person and life's experiences that, that applied to all of those things? In other words, were there any similarities between success in those different industries, those different businesses? Um, or did you have to adapt every time and find a new way of doing things? Um, so, you know, was it about discipline? Is success in any industry about discipline or passion or talent or whatever it happens to be? How, how what I'm trying to say is, were they similar or were they completely different? No, they were completely different. You had to adapt to every single new like a job, ever new opportunities, but the base of success is hardworking. So people should have this in mind that without hardworking, um, unless you are really born very lucky and that everything is given you on the, I don't know, golden plate in front of you and just, you have to work hard to achieve some things. And uh, um, this, this is the paramount for, every like i would say individual and in every um industry to to be successful yes to work hard but i was to answer to your question yes i had to adapt to uh, every different profession like being uh, from being a musician then being a tv presenter it was something i had to learn how to produce how to behave how to pose myself um extremely interesting uh, process because when when i was presenting we didn't have prompters so we had to memorize things but be lived in the former soviet union being part of this at that time soviet uh, regime uh sort of we had to uh write our reports based on the material which we were given practically so it was um and um of course they we had the uh, our correspondence in different countries but everything was centralized so um and um we we had the most amazing experience once our equipment was very very old at that time you know in georgian television and we uh, partially we we're having the uh, recorded um, uh, like a broadcasting mainly because a equipment was old and we were always scared to you know something would happen uh, and secondly it was probably from the um, like security and censorship that will the our like a management would listen to what you were recording 
but we had a very interesting like experience I want to share that we had Japanese um, the people um, in uh, visiting and uh, so because I was speaking English I was showing them around and was proudly showing from one studio to another and then one one person after that came up to me and said madam you have fantastic museum <laughs> because the equipment was so <laughs> old. So, I love that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so for Japanese people who the technology was so advanced, it was like a fantastic museum. Oh, that's Tamara, that is great. I, I love yeah. that. Um I we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about the tour with Ali Jones uh, in a in a moment. But before we do that, um again, I just want to kind of make sure that everyone understands that um life hasn't been plain sailing for you. You know, when when, uh, for example, you compose a piece of music, you spend hours, days, weeks, you put it all together, and then at the end you think, mm, no, I'm not really very happy with that. Or, you know, you, you, you lose a loved one, or something happens to you, because it happens to all of us, doesn't it? And on, on your life's journey, I'm sure, we don't have time to discuss everyone, but I'm sure that you've had many, many setbacks. How do you, how do you pick yourself up? Where does that resilience come from? Is it about... Uh, is it about a process of discipline and kind of reconfiguring things or how do you how do you deal with obstacles and setbacks in life tomorrow? Oh, Sandra, I had many, many obstacles since even I started to write music. Sometimes people uh, let you down, sometimes instrument let you down, sometimes technology let you down and they were quite fundamental sort of problems I had to go with through through my like musical careers. But because I will, I'm extremely passionate and I love this, what I'm doing, and I'm saying that I'm very blessed that I don't call it a job. I, I call it my, uh, like my existence. So I live and I breathe and in some, some ways it's annoying even at, uh, when I'm at night, try to sleep, the music is constantly in my head and especially when it's just so annoying. I was, want to sometimes say, oh, I want to sleep, but the music is always inside of me. But with the setbacks, yeah, I had lots, but it's a persuasion, like a pers to be more uh, driven to achieve what you want and to just do. And the main thing I would say that the most rewarding thing to be a composer is that when completely strangers come up to you and say, oh, I, I love your piece. This is something my heart melts. And I want to write and I want to please people. I want people to have pleasure out of my music. So uh, sometimes some ladies say, oh, we, 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 we had tears when we listened. I don't want them to have tears, but it, it, it's in a nice way they are saying. And it's again, that's something which I try to uh, give back something to people. So that, that's very rewarding. Well, you certainly do. And, and all the music I've listened to, and again, as I mentioned earlier with Miss Lloyd Webber, um, you know, that, that piece of music is absolutely stunning. Um, and, then, and then, of course, you met Alec Jones and you ended up on tour with him. How did, how did that meeting come about, Tamara? No, I have not met Alec. 
but it was uh, done through the management. And I am extremely excited to meet Alet. And Alet has listened uh, my music, so uh, we will be playing. I will be playing with uh, um, Jajin, uh, which is like you said. It, immensely talented lady and also a violinist, very talented uh, Eli Su. So they will be accompanying me playing all my pieces. Uh, and um, I called our, we called our group, so uh, three graces. So when, when, I, when particularly I, we play they might my trios. Um, no, I, and this tour is going to be um, absolutely, I would say, fantastic. It would be so, I would say, educational because I never done the tours, and it's quite a long tour, twenty four concerts. So uh, I have to save all my energy and all my passion for those concerts. And is is it concerts at the cathedrals, which will be most beautiful and stunning occasions? Yeah. Make sure you keep those fingers stretched, Tamara. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, um, be very best of luck with the tour. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be phenomenal. And I will make you a personal promise that I will come and listen to you in one of your venues, um, and, and, we'll, and, and I will have the honour of meeting you at long last. So um, we will make we will make sure that happens. And uh, for everyone listening today, one of the things we're going to be doing is we are going to be getting hold of uh, a copy of each of Tamara's albums on CD, and we're going to be giving one set of those CDs away. And you know how this works. All you have to do is like and share this podcast with Tamara Constantine, and we will choose a lucky winner to receive um, a mailed set of Tamara's fabulous albums. So, Tamara, how do people get hold of you? How do they connect with you? Are you on social media? Tell us about your website, and then that way people can kind of check you out. Yes, I'm definitely on social media. I, my, I've got my website, tamaraconstantin.com. Uh, I'm on Spotify uh, and on, on other social platforms. Um, and uh, people can, can buy my CD or, or on Amazon and uh, download. So that's how. how, how, how people can. <laughs> get, 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 I love Tamara, you are you're such a gorgeous lady. I uh, for, obviously for for people you can't. Of course, you can't see this. Um, only I get to see Tamara today. But um, she she pulled a face when she mentioned about downloading stuff. We we had a conversation off air about IT and connecting and connectivity and stuff like that. So um, yes, but rest assured, Tamara, lots and lots of people will be downloading your albums, um, and lots of people will be buying your CDs as well. So don't worry about that. Um, Tamara, the, the final question I have for you, which, which is a question we ask all of our guests, um, is if, if I was talking or you were talking to a younger version of yourself today and that person said, um, you know, given all of your experiences in life, all the things that have happened, this, you know, innate talent that you have, but the perseverance and the discipline and all the setbacks along the way, all of those experiences rolled up into one. If there was one piece of advice you could give to a younger version of yourself or to our audience today, listening from all around the world, 48 countries, um, what would that one piece of advice be to survive and thrive in life? Uh, I would say that don't be scared to follow your passion and don't be lazy. Be hardworking, have a discipline, and definitely if you are passionate about something, 
follow, follow this route. Well, there is hope for me then, because I'm definitely not lazy, Tamara. Um, I, might, I might have to come and have a chat with you about at least trying to learn to play a few bars of the piano just in memory of my father. That would be, that would be really nice. I would be delighted to teach you. <laughs> <laughs> but other, otherwise, I should just have to constantly listen to your music in, in utter awe of how, uh, how incredibly clever you are. Um, Tamara Constantine, thank you so much for being a wonderful, wonderful guest. I knew you would be and you didn't disappoint. Um, really looking forward to meeting you in person. I will definitely be there somewhere near the front row listening to um, you on tour with, with Alid. Um, can't wait to, to hear what, you, uh, what you're playing. And, um, and, I, and I really am looking forward very much to meeting you in person. So uh, thank you once again for joining us on the Sandro Forte podcast. Wish you lots of success with the tour and, of course, to everything else that you do in the future. Thank you very much, Sandro. I'm very, very lucky to be part of your show. Bless you. And thank you to all of you for joining us on the Sandro Forte podcast today. If you don't agree with me that Tamara Constantine is an, is an absolute uh, legend of music, a lovely, lovely lady, beautifully genuine, um, well, I, you know, you need to switch off and go, go find another podcast to listen to. Um, each week, we've got a new guest joining us to share their own insights into achieving success as Tamara's done, but overcoming life challenges too, as Tamara's done. So please make sure you subscribe, tell your friends and family, follow us on Twitter or Facebook. It's at Sandro's Podcast. Don't forget the little S in the middle. And please let me or indeed Tamara directly know what you thought of today's podcast. If you'd like to email us, it's hello at sandrospodcast.com. And don't forget, if you like and share, we will choose someone in the lucky draw and we will make sure you get a set of Tamara's albums, all three of them. And they are absolutely spellbinding. So finally, do connect with me. It's at Sandro Forte on Twitter. I will be connecting with Tamara right after today's show. And it's the real Sandro Forte on Instagram. Uh, until this time next week and another fantastic guest, I can promise you a good one. It's goodbye for now. <laughs>